Hey everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Level 99, podcast about all things tech-related. DevOps, Linux, Cloud, you name it. It's a little bit of an update on my end before I do actually dive into today's topic. For the longest time, when I first started this podcast, I was a little kind of nervous of launching it and getting it started, to be quite honest with all of you. Uh, And that is why I have been going on this podcast by my middle name, Pete, as well, short for Peter. And (laughs) to be honest, I was afraid this thing was going to crash and burn. So if it did, I was like, ha ha, I'm just going to step away with it, completely disassociated with me and as if it never has happened. Because, you know, it's, it's kind of a scary thing when you go about doing any new endeavors you just don't know how it's gonna work out my name is actually drumroll please a drum right that's my first name and so i guess uh throughout the rest of these episodes going forward uh that's how i'll be introducing myself right this is your host padram <laughs> i don't know if the rest of you have actually seen that the website has been fixed and it's been updated and it has actually been migrated as well so it is kind of better in my opinion and a lot faster if that is the platform that you are choosing to listen to and regardless of what platform that you are listening to definitely appreciate you the email is going to be changing as well thanks to hoistinger they actually gave me a free email to my uh to host so I won't be hosting it, uh, my email off of Outlook anymore. You know, now we're gonna, we're moving on up, folks. We are putting up our big boy pants on and actually making moves, <laughs> for the lack of better words, right? So the email will also be changing shortly. The old Outlook will be phasing out, and the new email will be my first name, P E D R A M, at level99podcast.com. Uh, it's kind of cool seeing the progression of this podcast and series over time. It is incredibly humbling and I definitely appreciate and love the support that all of you are, are providing. So thank you. Now with those housekeeping topics taken care of, let's dive into this, this week's episode. All right. So I'm going to be honest with all of you. I had another moment over the weekend where I should have been actually doing homework, nerded the fuck out and really got into containers and built my container stack. It's not done yet, but it is awesome as a, you know, I've been in the field for I think nine years now, 10 years, God. (laughs) And I started off with, you know, DevOps as application management and, and things like that. But the simplicity of just running a new instance or as an application off a container is so easy. Like, it's so easy. It's crazy. Like, I would just stand there, not stand there, but sit there, read the man pages, um, read documentation, how to install it. And then the upgrading is also a pain in the in the rear end. Like, this stuff is simple. You... Literally just destroy and rebuild the containers, upgraded, and then as long as you have your volumes mounted externally, you're fine. 
And now I understand why everyone kept saying, hey, uh, use Docker Compose, use Docker Compose, don't use um, uh, the Docker CLI. It makes sense. It is significantly easier with a Docker Compose. Uh, if those of you who are in, starting into it, it is a little, I guess, intimidating and a little challenging trying to understand the, the how it is structured or 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 what it is because the, the the volume stuff was a little tricky for me um to understand but then after my third or fourth attempt of deploying the same container I understood oh the external um yes which just means there's one already there and then when you take that off it's actually provisioning some for you which i think is freaking awesome it literally helps you deploy your 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 i guess your infrastructure or your application so seemingly well and I don't have to worry about these applications actually fighting each other for resource consumption. Because usually the big no-no traditionally for application management is you don't want uh, more than one application per either VM, per server, per node, uh, whatever wording that you want to um, choose. And it's usually because you don't want them fighting for the resources themselves, right? But with containers, it actually simplifies that process quite significantly and it reduces you, um, the burden on you by making sure like the resource consumption is, is not too high and, and all that jazz. You can really fine tune it to suit your, your needs. Um, as I mentioned before, thanks to the kind folks of Reddit who I kind of stole this idea from because there's a lot of people ask questions you just kind of go through old posts and look at it so i'm pairing as i might have mentioned in the past docker with portainer and it is just a lot simpler to to build destroy see the the status of your your builds and this weekend what i really dove into was just trying to see what else I can I can do, right? Like I already got Agard Home on it and it's working very well. And I think it's actually working a bit faster. Uh, I think before just it running alone as a regular install, I was getting, uh, my up speed was um, 22. Uh, I messed with my DNS and then now it's dropped down to 13. I was like, wow, all right, like that's pretty cool. I don't know if the container has anything to do with it. I don't know if it's whatever, but I'll take it. Um, still quite an improvement in my opinion. The other thing I really wanted to host myself was my own uh, repo internally. I, I personally, it's not I don't like GitHub. I don't like the way it's structured. The the file system, not the file system. Sorry, the the repos and and the design of it. To me, a, a repository in the breakdowns of the branches or the, like the projects, quote unquote, you would want to call it, to me, that is very similar to a file structure. And that's how I see it and that's how I view it. So that's why I, I personally like the design of Bitbucket or GitLab better because it just it matches my, I guess, vision of what a repo should look like. So I, I, you know, I have been wanting to get my hands on GitLab for so long. I can't really get it at work. We have it. I'm just not allowed in it yet. And I was like, fuck it. I am installing it at home. And I did it. And it was, 
again, so easy just to install on a container. Not saying that it probably won't be easy installing it manually, but literally just a few lines of my Docker Compose and I was up and running. What? It is awesome. And I do like the the style and format of GitLab and especially the a lot of the pre-baked functionality that it just comes out of the box with the importing all of your like GitHub or whatever other repository straight into it. I kind of like having all of my repositories internal, quote unquote, right, to my own local network is a, is a nice feeling. But there are some trade-offs to you hosting all of your critical products or services versus someone else doing it. When it's someone else doing it for you, you kind of know that, you know, the redundancy, redundancy, the disaster recovery, the uptime, all that stuff is taken care of for you. You don't really need to worry about changing, modifying much of anything. The one thing I, well, the other con is with this day and age is breaches. It happens. It's going to happen. It's quite likely it will continue to happen, right? That's just the nature of, of the game. So there's a lot of trade-offs. With you hosting it, there are, again, trade-offs. Pro, you can you control it. It is yours. As long as you do some best practices, it's not really going to get breached. Why? Because, well, you're, no offense, but you're kind of a small fish compared to someone trying to go breach target or a bank, right? You get a lot more value of the effort that you're putting in. Overall, I guess con I would should state is that power consumption, right? Your 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 bills will start going up. So depending on how many servers or whatever you got going on, you can keep it super cheap and run it off of a, a Raspberry Pi, or you can buy a energy efficient mini PC. That's what I was running before, and those you don't see much significant increase or uh, on your electricity bill. But if you start getting into having an entire server rack, then yes, keep in mind, your electric bill will go higher. So the cost that you were saving before, you might not be spending now. So is that worth it to you? I was very fortunate that I got a old server from my buddy that I've been building all my stack. Uh, it's not much of a significant electricity bill, but again, if you're trying to get into self-hosting and things like that, it is something you should be aware of. It's definitely not something I thought of, to be quite honest. I was like, oh, eh, it's not that bad. It's only 10 bucks, right? <laughs> the other thing you definitely need to keep in mind is backups and redundancy. So I also dove into setting up own cloud uh, over the weekend. That was giving me a lot of issues. So majority of my nerd out session was trying to get this thing to set up. It was throwing me errors left and right from like the database to the connect uh, to the to connection issues. So during this whole like, I'm not afraid to admit the three hours I might have spent on this. Yes, I spent close to three, four hours. Leave me alone. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I learned. I learned so much about how containers communicate with each other, because honestly, if you are trying to learn about containers and you want to see how they cross communicate with each other without it being fully open to the world or uh, sorry open to your entire network 
I think OwnCloud is a really good example. I am still diving into other containers and learning, but from my experience, this is awesome because by default, when you look at the Docker Compose and you start modifying or, or, or writing it yourself, there are three separate containers that it spins up and you don't even need to publish ports on any of those other two containers, which is kind of cool. So my own cloud container, own cloud container is running uh, off of a MySQL server, and that is not accessible at all on my network. There's no ports published. It can only communicate with the main web server, which is honestly so cool because it simplifies the entire, I guess, quote unquote, security footprint and, and whatnot. Now, as I was continuing on building all this, you need to also keep in mind, if you're doing it similar to my setup, or if you are going to be doing it on a single node server, that you need to have to keep changing, at least, all the IP addresses. So at first I kept complaining about, oh, this port's used, this port used, like, oh, right, I forgot. I have more than one service running. So you need to kind of have your own little system of, you know, changing all the port numbers. So it could be whatever your, your local IP is, 192, whatever, and then you can just do a sequence of, you know, colon one and then port one and then port two, then port three, or whatever that makes sense to you that is organized. But then as I kept destroying, rebuilding and, and setting up more containers and more containers, I was like, all right, I am not going to remember any of this. So again, went to Google, went to YouTube and to the kind folks of the internet and discovered a, a new con container that I actually greatly enjoy. And that one is called Hemdal. I believe I am saying that correctly. Maybe I'm not. I do apologize. Now, this is an awesome open source dashboard container. All it is is just a web page as a dashboard that creates a little like boxes of hot tabs to your other containers. How freaking cool is that? So I don't need to memorize these uh, port numbers anymore. So if you don't want to have a system or you just want to randomly assign ports and you don't want to think about it again, grab this container and then boom organize your 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 dashboard and you can go to other uh, containers off of this one. And what I did, I think what a lot of people do, I actually have this as my homepage. So when I open up my Firefox, it goes straight to this page. And then if I need to go to GitLab or my uh, added guard home or whatever, boom, I am there. This has been a very fun weekend for me. I got to learn a great deal about GitLab's containers, uh, how they talk to each other. And if this is something that is of interest to you, or if this is something that you want to get your hands into, definitely do it because really the cost of it is near to none. All of these services are open source. They're free. You can play around with it at your own time. You don't even need to really spend any money or have a dedicated node or server to do any of this. You can just download Docker locally and just build on it um, on your free time to learn and then just shut it down uh, right before you, you shut down your laptop or whatever. Again, you don't have to spend any money on this. You can totally learn all this for free and it's just freaking cool. 
it's such a great learning experience. I'm like so happy and completely nerding out about this. I know I've had folks come on the show about containers and things like that. I never had the opportunity of diving into it fully. I had supported it at a high like overview or high infrastructure kind of um, scenario, but I never had the opportunity of actually deploying a full container or uh, building one from scratch. There's probably a lot harder containers out there, but at least for the ones I've played with, it is just the simplicity is awesome. I'm just, I can't just get over that. Now, the one thing I am slightly concerned about is the security of it, right? I don't, I want my environment to be a set it and forget it. So I have heard about other services, like I think it was called Watchtower or Watchdog. That's free that runs and scans your services. So that's something I need to look into to have a, another container or maybe another service to scan my containers, to scan my, my, my infrastructure environment to see, you know, everything's all good as well as setting up SSL on a lot of these services. So with own cloud, it's kind of cool rather than me paying Google or Apple for, for storage, for my pictures and videos, I can actually host them myself. Now, before I do that, just because I am annoying, I do, I would feel more comfortable if I can get the thing on SSL. There are ways you can get around it. Um, so one option is either having a subdomain or paying for a full domain. You can host your own DNS and then mount, uh, point it to that. But I'm still looking to the various options to see what just makes sense for me. But I will definitely let all of you know. Thanks for listening in. I do appreciate all of you. Much love and support. I am planning or in the works with having a few guests to appear in the next few weeks. Hopefully, fingers crossed if everything works out well. And it's going to be definitely a very good topic and very good uh, conversations to, to, to be had. So stay tuned for that. And as always, until next time.